All right, so my name is Ali, a compulsive overeater, and uh, glad to be here. I'm never certain about telephone meetings uh, uh, in terms, I, I seem to be speaking a lot of telephone meetings, but somewhere in the back of my mind, it feels like it's the same telephone meeting. So if you've heard me before, uh, uh, my apologies, it seems like I I've been speaking far too often uh, at telephone meetings. But anyway, uh, so I, uh, I'm grateful to be here. I've been uh, uh, coming to Overeaters Anonymous uh, since 1984. Uh, and uh, so this past August, celebrated my 37 or 38, whatever, uh, whatever the math is. Uh, of uh, abstinence and uh, uh, in the journey of recovery. And I do have, uh, I am a 100 pounder. I uh, had a high weight of 285, um, 150, 253, 51, depending on the week. And uh, so, uh, uh, you know, I have proof <clears throat> that the program works. Uh, at least in my life. And I've seen it work in the lives of so many others. I think what I'd like to um, touch on today is uh, just, uh, uh, it seems like there's someone uh, who's unmuted. Uh, there's some, some slight noise, uh, just uh, FYI. Um, so I think what I'd like to talk about today is uh, some of the principles that have given me uh, uh, the opportunity to live life in a way that's surprising, beautiful, dignified, and uh, interesting. You know, there is uh, a phrase uh, that I've heard often in OA, uh, three meals a day and life in between. And what I want to focus on is the, is, are the principles that allow, have allowed, has allowed me to live uh, in that space called life in between. And um, of course, uh, all credit uh, goes to, uh, in an odd way, to my sponsor, who was my sponsor for 37 years. And uh, he died at the age of 97, a year uh, a year and a few months ago. And uh, he's the one that taught me how to access the principles uh, that allowed me to, that allows me to live uh, uh, life in between the meals when the obsession with food is no longer uh, uh, the prime obsession of my life. And uh, uh, 
So what are some of those principles? Of course, uh, they all emanate from steps two and 11. Uh, step two, where I become acquainted with the idea of a higher power. And, uh, and I, uh, Bill W. in one of his writings, I, I believe it was as Bill Sita talks about experimenting with step two, experimenting with God becoming acquainted with uh, God's power and, and its reach and its uh, depth and its qualities. And uh, this 11th step, uh, meditation, as the pathway to receiving uh, insights uh, to living life on life's terms. Uh, and. Uh, and this journey of the second and eleventh step kind of for me moved from faith, having some developing faith, not having faith, but developing faith, which in time led to trust, which in time led to confidence. So somewhere along the line, uh, the journey of the second and eleventh step is to develop confidence in this power that uh, we have to become acquainted with in the second step if we are powerless over food. And of course, that's, uh, that, that first step is a long journey, especially for 100-pounders. Uh, it's not uh, a journey that's uh, easily uh, traversed, right? It takes years of pitiful and incomprehensible demoralization. And of course, it's necessary to have it. Uh, pain is a touchstone. So, <clears throat> some of these principles are, is um, that uh, one of the first principles my sponsor taught me 37, 38 years ago was uh, as long as I keep pulling my higher power will push. So this idea we learn of doing footwork, just showing up, uh, showing up not because we are unafraid, but in, in spite of the fear, we show up for life. And um, uh, for a compulsive reader of my type, showing up for life was not an obvious choice. Um, I rarely showed up for life. I preferred sitting on the couch with shades pulled, TV on, and fantasizing about what I could be, but I never showed up for it. So showing up uh, oftentimes we hear in program, pray up, suit up, show up, right? Suit up, pray up, show up, show up for life. And in showing up for life, uh, one of the most important principles that I was taught is, fear is the first thing God gives us when he wants us to do something important. It was a mind-blowing teaching. 
fear is the first thing God gives us when he wants us to do something important. Now, often in program, we talk about fear, and of course, the big book talks about it. Fear is the corroding thread driven by a hundred forms of fear. We step on the toes of our fellows and they retaliate. And so we are familiar with that type of fear, and it exists. Self Selfishness, self-centeredness, self-centered fear, that is clearly a truth of our life, at least for me. But there is another fear, and uh, that fear has to be intuited because it's not spoken, written about directly in the big book, other than the seventh step, which by definition removes these defects of character that get in the way of our living useful and usable lives. And this other kind of fear is the fear that we face when food is no longer our higher power, or at least we have taken step one. And we're trying to live life. And one of the things I've discovered is when I'm not owned by food, that there is an inner calling that wants to express itself. And for each, it will be different. For me, it was I wanted to get more education, then I wanted to do this, then I wanted to have that experience. Then I wanted to hike the Camino de Santiago in northern Spain. I wanted to uh, hike to the top of Half Dome. I wanted to hike the Inca Trail to Machu Picchu. I wanted to get a doctorate. I, but for each of us, as we go through our life abstinent, there is, without doubt, an inner calling, a spark, a soul cry that wants more out of life. There's not, it's important to want more out of life. What happens, and, and we don't have to work at it. It's not like I am going to punish myself getting more out of life. It happens naturally. It happens naturally because the universe wants to resonate with our inner calling. And in those moments, fear is the first thing our higher power gives us when he wants us to do this important work. And so we have to also, at least in my experience, become courageous uh, consumers of God's fears that tells us we have important work to do but we have fears of, will I make it? Will I fail? Um, what if I'm not good enough? Those kinds of questions that block the sunlights of the Spirit's intention for us. So I learned early on to distinguish uh, the fear of, let's say, financial insecurity 
from the fear that says you're not good enough to get a doctorate? Or what if you don't get accepted? Or what if you fail? And he taught me that those are the fears that I need to um, uh, uh, think of as fears of courage, right? The courageous part of me that um, transforms fear into action through the alchemy of a higher power. And uh, so, of course, I did everything I just mentioned to you about my hopes and dreams. And, and these are inner callings. These are not some external, I want to do A, B, and C. There is an inner calling. And for each of us, there will be an inner calling followed immediately by fear, some form of fear. Um, so to learn that um, in my journey, doubt and fear are God's calling cards to rely, to depend, and to do the footwork, and to show up, and to pray up, and to trust, and, um, and uh, let uh, that notion of a journey of a thousand miles that begins with that single step, which most of the time, when food was my higher power, I never took that first step of that thousand mile journey. Another principle that my sponsor taught me was that, by the way, this notion of as long as I keep pulling, God will keep pushing, um, is the same thing as doing footwork, right? As long as I'm in footwork, God is behind me, working with me. Because God is not a God of promotion and allows uh, us to make our own mistakes, if I stop pulling, I, my higher power respects Gentle that. reminder, five minutes. Thank you. My higher power doesn't push. So I have to do the work. I have to show up. Another uh, principle he taught me is uh, that uh, that um, principle. Principle is the same thing as God or universe or life. Is not bound by precedence. I have the kind of mind that thinks that because something happened a certain way that it'll happen that way again in the future. And it was an enormous awakening when I received that message from him that in God's mystery, he is not bound by precedence, that his imagination and creativity and... Um, um, infinity creates possibilities that untethers itself from uh, precedence. Right? That the future 
cannot is undetermined that um, that there is a mystery that is not bound by what happened before, which then frees my relationships because every relationship will evolve not based on some precedent, but on the mystery and alchemy of possibilities, which is why in the practice of the other practice he taught me, forgiveness, no matter what, forgiveness, the journey of forgiveness, that um, while one definition of forgiveness is giving up the belief that we can have a better past, a principle behind that is that I can't change the past, but I can change the ending. That was a huge revelation for me, that I can change the ending. I can change the ending. I'm not bound by the precedence of the past. There's so much hope in that. There's so much possibilities in that. There's so much forgiveness in that. There's so much compassion in that. I can't change the past, but I can change the ending. All the relationships that can be mended, all the ways that I can become whole, it's, it, was, it's a, it, was a, it was an enormous uh, portal to walk through that he taught me. And uh, 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 all of it happens through the mystery of the second step and the third step. Of course, the third, uh, the 11th step. Of course, the third step is the practice of the second and 11th step. Um, the third step is not just a decision. It's often said it's a decision, and of course it is. We turn our will and life over. But in the 12 and 12, the first word of the third step in the 12, 12 begins with the word practicing. The third step is a practice. It's not a permanent, but it's glimpses of our higher power in our life. The third step is the practice of the second step where we develop faith, trust, confidence. And that's aided through the mystery of the 11th step, prayer and meditation. Thank you for the opportunity to share and uh, much gratitude. Thank you. Um, <clears throat> thanks, Ali. Did you want to leave contact info? Yeah, I'll uh, I'll leave my contact info and uh, I'll take texts before phone calls, uh, and uh, that way I know it's an OA call and not some marketer selling me something. Uh, so it's nine five one two nine five five zero nine one, and it's Pacific time, California time. 